0: Welcome to the Real Estate Play by Play. We are your hosts, Christy Martinelli, top ranked realtor worldwide, and Danielle Obrantz,
1: mortgage industry veteran. On and off the field of life, you need to know the plays to win the game. We are here to give you the play by play tools to reach your real estate goals. Whether you're a first time home buyer, a seasoned investor, or just have a love for real estate, suit up. It's It's game game time. time. All right, welcome back to the Real Estate Play-by-Play. Welcome back. So it's so important when you play on a team that you have good coaches, right? And and I have learned just from having multiple kids play different sports with different coaches that the type of coach that you have could really make the difference in your game. I've noticed that every personality is different, and the way they mesh with coaches is different, right? Absolutely. So a coach, if it's a really good coach, they can zone in on what type of personality their player is and push them when they need to be pushed, pull back when they need to be pulled back, all with the angle of making that player get to the next level and pushing them as far as they can, right, right. to excel. Right. right.
0: And just knowing all the ins and outs of the game and the rules and how all the team's function, you know, within each other
1: too, right? Right. You're not going to turn on an NFL game on Sunday and not see a coach leading the team. Right. You're not going to watch a basketball game with no coach on the sideline. Coaches are so important, which kind of leads us to our topic today. Right.
0: So there has been some big news in the world of real estate, all about the um, NAR. Lawsuit. National Association Association of Realtors. Realtors. Thank you. And there was a big class action lawsuit that had a um a a win against it for $1.8 billion. So we're not talking about a little bit of money here. No. And you know, the basis of the lawsuit, in simple terms, is that in the way current um, real estate commissions are structured the seller pays for both the seller's commission and the buyer's commission. Correct. And the lawsuit claimed that that commissions were being fixed or set at specific prices and that that didn't leave room for, uh, you know, natural c- competition and negotiation of things. Mm-hmm. And that it was unfair that the seller is paying all of those expenses. So that's right. kind of the, the guts of the the lawsuit.
1: Right. And I think the feedback since the settlement that came out. Well, and also I'm sure that's going to go through appeals. hundred percent. There's yeah. be appeals. It's so this going is, to be appeals. So this is not, not the end, right? Yeah. This is not the end by any means, it's but I done. think the overall feeling that we're hearing from consumers is different than what we're hearing in the real estate world. And we kind of want to address that.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. So, you know, I mean, all these different like online communities and groups and there's, Some false narrative out there that now that this has been a successful case, Mm -hmm. that, you know, things might change for the better, right? That sellers won't have to pay this extra cost of a buyer's commission and that somehow that will like improve pricing or that buyers will be able to just like go online and buy a house without having, you know, to pay for their own realtor, right? Because Mm -hmm. that's kind of the assumption is that this will ultimately lead to buyers paying for their agent and sellers paying for their agent, which will somehow make prices less expensive and give buyers more room to negotiate on the costs. And so consumers, you know, without knowing all the ins and outs of how things really work, might feel like this is a a win, Mm -hmm. right? Which, um, you know, I think when you really dive into the logistics of how things work, that might be a little bit naive.
1: Right. And I think it needs to be said that we live in a world of people want to make money, right? Lawyers want to make money. yeah. And I think a lot of this lawsuit is lawyers going after where the money is. Right. Big pockets. So the
0: National Association of Realtors is one of like the, the nation's largest trade organizations that is worth a lot of money and of course you know these attorneys who are bringing these class action lawsuits are getting 30% of these settlements right so i don't i don't know what the math is on 30% of 1.8 billion dollars but i feel like it's a good chunk of change
1: yeah and we weren't obviously in the courtrooms. We're not privy to all the information. But I can tell you, as a realtor, when I go into a listing and I get a listing signed, the sellers are definitely aware of what the commission is, what they're going to have to pay. Um, The other angle of it is buyers pay uh, the closing costs. Right. So the buyers, it's not like the buyers are getting off free and not paying anything. The buyers, closing costs are not cheap. Right. For buyers. Right. Um, so the buyers are paying the closing costs. And in different parts of the countries, it's done differently. Right. Uh, you know, sometimes they split the cost. Sometimes they don't. However, in Northern California, where we are from right now, um, it has been, that's just the way that we do things here. The seller pays the commission, whether it's 6% or whatever, that half of that goes to the buying side and half of that goes to the selling side. Right. Um, and then the buyer will pay the closing costs. Right.
0: So there's a couple of considerations. You know, one, the seller is currently paying the commissions and the buyer is not. However, you know, those sellers, once they sell their house, they're becoming a buyer on the next transaction. So generally speaking, you know, you're it, it all kind of evens out in the end, right? You're paying one on one end and then not on the other. That's kind of how it works. But two, let's talk about how this looks if things were to change. So let's say buyers now pay for their own representation. That might seem like a more fair system. Mm-hmm. The difference, though, is, you know, if if you have a house and this, the commissions are all built into it, as a buyer, you're only coming in with your down payment percentage. So you're really not paying the full amount of any of those costs. You're paying whatever that is, your 5%, 10% down payment of the whole. And those commissions are all built into the sales price of the house. Ultimately, right. the buyer is paying it anyways. But let's say that you now have to pay a 2 or 3% buyer fee because on these, your own.
1: Because the seller is only going to be paying for the, the other half. Right. Right. So
0: now all of a sudden, now you're coming in with your down payment. Let's mm-hmm. call it 5% down. And now you have to come in with another 3% for your commissions, Right, So you nearly doubled, you know, close to doubled your total cash that you're putting into the transaction.
1: And theoretically speaking, if you go down that road those buyers, it takes away more of their buying power, right? So they have to come in with more money. Even if you're putting 20% down, some people are putting 20% down and they're just getting 20% down. So yeah. putting an extra two or 3%. So now you're at 23, like that might ed- send them over the edge. Their DTIs might go up. So right. now if they were qualified to buy a $1.5 million house, maybe now they can only qualify for a $1.35 million house. So, right. you know, the seller is going to feel that on their end. Your buyer pool as a seller is going to shrink exponentially, probably about, you know, at least two-thirds, I would imagine, the buyers are going to be changing their buying power.
0: Yeah, and so as a seller, you might think, okay, well, I'm winning in this, right? Uh I'm saving 3%. Yeah, are you, though? When you limit your buyer pool, when you expose your house to less number of people who are able to buy it, automatically for supply and demand, you're limiting your overall sales price, you're limiting competition. You know, it really is still going to ultimately affect the sales price. So now what happens if sales prices start dropping because the buyers are like, well, I have to pay it on my own anyways. You know, is that really a benefit to either party?
1: Right, and then on top of it, Um, you know, the the way the contracts are written might change. So for example, maybe a buyer goes in, makes an offer and says, they put in the fine print, hey, I want the buyer to pay for, the buyer's seller to pay for for the buyer's uh, commission. Right. Right. Yeah. But so that let's say the seller agrees to it. And let's say I'm just throwing out numbers. Let's say it's like 15,000. Right. The seller agrees to pay the 15,000. So now they're paying. So now we're back to where we are now. Right. And they're paying the the full uh, 30,000. However, the difference now is for the buyer that they're taking that as a credit. If they're getting a loan, and, and you can speak more to this, Danielle, yeah. the lender only allows so much credit right. at closing.
0: Yeah, and that's what I think general consumers don't really understand. Mm-hmm. From a lending perspective, as the way c- rules are currently written, if a seller contributes towards closing costs, it's limited and it's limited based on the type of loan based on the down payment all of those things but it could be limited anywhere from 3 to 6% of the overall transaction so let's use an example of a buyer who's coming in with a 5% down payment and they are now and that's all they have right, right. they they need the seller to pay all their normal closing costs which in this market is happening more and more, right? Because mm-hmm. interest rates are a little bit higher. And so buyers are coming in and saying, okay, well, I'm going to offer whatever it is, you know, $700,000 for the house, but I need a $15,000 credit for all of my closing costs. Now you add on top the buyer's agent as an additional cost, it may no lo- it might not meet the requirements that lenders have for what that overall percentage can be.
1: Right. So and so, now they can't get their closing
0: costs covered.
1: No. So then they're going to default to going back and saying, OK, well, I want the house for fifteen thousand dollars less. Right. And the seller is going to be paying fifteen thousand dollars left. They're reducing their purchase price when in actuality they're paying that anyways right now in uh, their commission. Yeah. So
0: So it's a huge (laughs) circle. And, you know, as of right now, nothing has really changed, right? It's it's making headlines. There's lots of talk about it. It's going to go through appeals. It's going to be a legal nightmare for a while. But as of right now, nothing's changed. What I anticipate is that we might change how things are worded. So right now in most areas, you know, when you sign a listing agreement, you agree to pay a certain percentage to the buyer and a certain percentage to the seller, but it's all basically coming from the the agent that you hire, right? Right. So you're paying your agent six percent, and then that agent is paying a fee to the buyer's agent. Okay. And I think it might get worded differently. It might get worded as a direct like, "I'm going to pay my listing agent X amount, and I'm going to pay, I'm going to offer a buyer's commission to you know, an, equal to X amount, but." You know, going back to, like, the importance of a coach, there will be people, if things really change, that feel like they can go into a transaction without an agent, right? They think, houses are all on Zillow. I can just look it up and uh, write a contract. (laughs) So I'm going to let you talk a little bit more about that. But, you know, ultimately, I think that's the biggest risk in all of this is that buyers go in without representation, because if they feel like they have to pay for something and they don't have the money to pay for it, they might try to just not, not have it.
1: Right, and I think you know at least around here you do not see a lot of for sales by owners. You just don't because a I think people are smart enough to know that doesn't work, and b the people that do start out doing that always convert back by hiring a realtor because you leave yourself open to lawsuits. It's not just writing up a contract; it's all the disclosures. You know, you you hear people talk about oh my god, I paid. I had to sign 200 pages of disclosures yeah. and it's like, yes, there are a lot of disclosures, but that is all to protect the seller and the buyer. Right. So that after the transaction closes, it prevents lawsuits from happening because right. you can sell your house and maybe you save by owner and maybe you save that two or 3% commission. But afterwards the buyer comes back and says, Hey, you didn't disclose this, that, and the other. And I'm selling, I'm suing you for $50,000 when your commission would have been like $10,000. Right. So Right.
0: And as a buyer, you you know, having that person to help protect you, having that person to mm-hmm. help walk you through the process, Guides it's not you just about writing the contract, yeah. which I mean, writing the contract on its own, there, are, you know, I've seen transactions where, you know, you might have a, a real estate agent who's fairly new and doesn't really understand the ins and outs of things. And they write a contract thinking that they've covered bases. And then halfway through the transaction, they go, oh, that wasn't really addressed. And now their buyer has costs that right. they weren't anticipating. You know, your, your buyer's agent is there to help protect you from the unexpected and to help negotiate things for you, mm. oftentimes saving you way more than what that buyer's agent commission
1: would have cost in the first place. Yep, absolutely. Oh, so at the end of the day, it's so important to have good coaches yeah. good trainers people that are guiding you you can't take them out of the equation and i think we're going to find that moving forward people are going to realize this and yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens we'll see what happens but yeah. it's going to be interesting
0: as of right now it's headlines it's you know clickbait media that is yeah. designed to sound you know really exciting and nothing has really changed as of right now um. So, yeah, hmm. I don't know, you know, other than the attorneys who got fat paychecks. That's
1: really <laughs> the only thing that has changed right? at this point.
0: Yeah. So but, don't
1: freak out. Don't yeah. you don't. Yeah. Business as usual. <laughs> Business as, as usual. Right We're
0: moving forward. Keep your re- representation and uh, go
1: buy some houses. Go buy some houses. Yeah. OK, Cheers. the real estate play by play. Cheers.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this play-by-play, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and review on your podcast app, or please
1: share with a friend or colleague. For more information, helpful tips, and real estate strategies, please visit us online at www.therealestateplaybyplay.com, where you can also connect with us on social platforms and sign up for our newsletter. Get Get in in the the game. game.